All right, welcome to Real Talk Fantasy Baseball. I am Will Power, waiting on Javi the Commish. He had some technical difficulties with his laptop, but he will be with us shortly. So um, first, I would like to bring up some injury reports. So uh, Dodgers starting pitcher Walker Buehler could make his 2023 debut in the coming weeks. So now is the time to stash. We can go into Walker Bueller a little bit more later on. Check if Javi is available yet, and he is not. Uh, next, we have Pirate shortstop O'Neill Cruz has been cleared to start running after he suffered a pretty horrific ankle injury on an awkward slide at home plate back on April 9th. Uh, so just keep an eye on him. Uh, he should be back hopefully before fantasy playoffs start. Orioles center fielder Cedric Mullins has been reinstated from the IL today. Uh, he's been on the IL since July 19th. Um, so hopefully you guys got him off the IL and back in your lineups starting today. Uh, Arizona starting pitcher Merrill Kelly battling leg cramps. Kelly was taken out of Wednesday's game against the Dodgers due to a right leg cramp. Kelly has already missed a significant amount of time with a blood clot in the same leg, but it seems as though his condition isn't nearly as severe this time around. So keep an eye on Kelly's status this weekend, but he should be fine to make his next schedule start on Monday against Colorado. And uh, next up, we have Red Sox ace Chris Sale made his return today versus Detroit, currently 76% rostered. Should we be adding Chris Sale where available? Um, I, I think Chris Sale is one of the most uh, skilled pitchers in, in baseball, in Major League Baseball right now. And when he's on, he's on. He has a, a great fastball. That slider is just amazing. Um, it closed out the uh, the World Series in 2018 for the Red Sox, which won the World Series for them, striking out Manny Machado on on a on his uh, amazing slider, and that's a left-handed pitcher against a right-handed bat, you know, coming inside like that. So, uh, yes, Chris Sale is definitely worth rostering, in my opinion. Uh, the problem with Chris Sale is he is just um, he's just always injured. You know, he kind of reminds me of like Steven Strasburg. Uh, just, you know, if he does make it to the opening day roster, you really don't know how long it's going to be. Um, you know, but when he's healthy, he is, he considered, he, he should be considered one of like a, maybe like a top 15 SP in the league. Um, it might have, it might take him a few starts to really get dialed in, but, um, that's not even the issue. You know, the issue is just, this guy just can't stay healthy. Uh, August, 2019, he, had a left elbow inflammation on September 1st, 2019. He was transferred to the 60-day IL, ended up getting Tommy John surgery. In August of 2021, he actually missed the whole 2020 season because of Tommy John. Uh, September 1st, no, I'm sorry, August 2021, he returned from Tommy John surgery. And uh, later on in that season, uh, he got injured again. Uh, looks like it was a shoulder. And then... Uh, the preseason in 2022, he had a rib stress fracture, so that delayed him a little bit more. In August of 2022, he had wrist surgery. And in June of 2023, this year, he had a stress reaction in his left shoulder. So this guy is just kind of always banged up. He hasn't had a healthy season since 2018. But like I said, when he is uh, on your roster, when he is healthy, he is one of the greatest pitchers in this generation. Uh, 
Javier Velasquez is in the chat and he said almost done. So it looks like he is on his phone watching this as we speak and he should be with us shortly. Uh, let's see. I really want to wait until he gets back to talk about, you know, witnessing history this past week. Uh, let's see. So um, let's keep it going with the with the, the news. Dodgers ace Clayton Kershaw returned to action this past Thursday versus Colorado, going five innings, uh, allowed three hits, one earned run, a solo home run from, I'm not really sure how to say his name, Eliuris, Eliuris Montero, and uh, striking out four. So um, he was a little bit upset with uh, Dave Roberts, not letting him go a little bit longer, but this is his first, outing since coming back from the IL. So I I can understand where both guys are coming from. You know, Kershaw is a competitor. He wants to be out there as long as he as long as his shoulder will, you know, keep on throwing um elite pitches. And uh Dave Roberts is more thinking about longevity. He's thinking about playoffs. He just wants uh Clayton Kershaw to stay healthy. So I, I understand both sides. Um I'm leaning towards more with uh, Dave Roberts on this one, though. You know, a, a guy that just constantly gets hurt every single season. You want him to stay healthy whenever he can. So limit the innings now. That way in the playoffs, when the playoffs actually come, you know, hopefully he won't be fatigued and he'll, he'll look like a, like a Dodgers ace again. Hopefully, you know, but uh, we'll see. All right. Uh, Chicago White Sox closer Liam Hendricks will miss the rest of the 2023 season and majority of 2024 as he has had Tommy John surgery this past Wednesday. Uh, really tough luck for Liam Hendricks. You know, he was battling cancer, uh, came back. Looks like he got Javi back. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yo, what's going on? Uh, chilling, man. Chilling. There, there's a couple segments I didn't want to start yet. I wanted to wait until you were on. But uh, currently, I am talking about Chicago White Sox closer Liam Hendricks. I'll just repeat what I just said because, you know, you didn't get to hear this. But uh, I'm sure you already know he will miss the rest of the 2023 season and majority of 2024 as he had Tommy John surgery this past Wednesday. Um, so closer replacements, anyone that had Liam Hendricks that was holding on to him, you know, during the time that he was out. During uh, 2023, um, you know, it's hard to find closers out there. But do you have anyone that you may you want to talk about? Um, yeah, yeah, you know, when when it comes to fantasy and closers, I'm not I'm not a big um unless they got like SPRP eligibility. Um, because so I was kind of looking lane. over um, a couple of guys and. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I was just kind of like, you know, doing some research, looking at a couple of guys. And one guy that kind of stood out to me was um, Matt Brash from Seattle. Um, he's owned in 20, 23% uh, in Yahoo. Um, and it's crazy. He's eight and three, right? Um, this guy would be great for like a categories league because I guess he, he's, um, he's got a lot of holds. He strikes out a lot of a lot of guys, and um, he's picked up eight wins, man, as a as a relief, which is I would I don't want to say it's unheard of, but it's kind of rare, you know. Um, and uh, he he has three wins, and I think I think it was like the last week he's had about three wins and one save since um, Sawald got traded uh, to the Diamondbacks. 
Um, he strikes mm -hmm. out a lot of guys, 83 strikeouts. His ERA is um, a little over three. Um, his whip is a little up there at, at 1.349, but otherwise he's been he's been pretty he's been pretty reliable as as far as like statistics go and, and what I've seen. Um, and he's available everywhere, man. So I mean, you know, this whole uh, SPRP. Like, you know, we've been talking about book relievers type guys and stuff like that. Like, that's kind of the thing that's going on right now. Um, so if he's available, I I that's the one guy that kind of stood out to me, you know. Yeah, I'm looking at his splits right now, and it looks like uh he hasn't pitched in the first, second, or third inning this season so far. Uh he has five appearances in the fourth four appearances in the fifth 15 appearances in the sixth 25 appearances in the seventh uh 11 appearances in the eighth five appearances in the ninth and two appearances in extra innings so it looks like he's more of like a sixth or seventh like inning everywhere. type of guy which is why he has you know more yeah. wins than than holds or um or saves so it makes sense um you know, categories league or points league, I, I feel like this type of pitcher can be valuable in either one of them. They're, he's either going to help your ratios, you know, to try to get your ERA. And and um, the, the whip you mentioned is like a, a 1.3 something. That's not too bad, you know. Um, they're, I, I believe like the, the league average is like about a 1.27 or something like that. So he might be just, just a little bit above average. So that's not too bad. But um, yeah, I like it. I, I can I can dig that uh, categories or yeah. points. You know, if um, if there's not really yeah. much out there, if you're in a deeper league a, in a points league, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, trying to get Matt Brash. He, he has SP and RP eligibility, I believe, in Yahoo. So you can uh, slot him in your SP or RP slot, uh, either one of those. Um, let's see. I have. Uh, Kyle Finnegan from the Washington Nationals in the uh, second game of the Phillies and Nationals doubleheader. Uh, Finnegan recorded his 18th save, the fifth in the last two weeks. He's currently rostered in 63% of leagues, a 270 ERA, a 112 whip, 882K per nine. Um, you know, he, he plays on a crappy team. He's, he's on the Nationals. They're probably not going to get too many wins, you know, in the rest of the season, but I feel like he's a pretty decent chance for for save opportunities if you are uh, are really hurting for saves uh, another guy that i'm looking at in in a better they, they have better offense but not necessarily the um pitching adbert alzale from the cubs on uh, august 8th he pitched a scoreless ninth inning for his 15th save fourth in the last two weeks currently rostered in 71 percent of league so you might have missed your chance on adbert alzale because his roster percentage is so high right now. Uh, it's probably going to be too late in any 12-team leagues or higher. But if you're in a uh, shallower league, maybe a 10-team or you know a points league, if you if you really need that RP spot and he's available, uh, a 2.49 ERA, a 9.47 WHIP, uh, 9.8 K per nine. So th those are my two options that I have for uh, the closer spot to the RP spot. Um, out of those two. Or three, the the one that that you mentioned also. So uh, I think I'm leaning more towards Adbert Alzale. I think um, you know because the Cubs are in a a weaker division in the National League Central, 
it's um, a little bit easier for him to have save opportunities. And um, and the, the offenses that he's going to be facing, because he faces the central more often than not, then you know he's going to have a little bit easier time to uh, to make those outs that he that he needs, um, you know, versus um, Kyle Finnegan that plays in the National League East and he has to play, you know, a, a lot of uh, better lineups, you know, than Albert Alzale. So uh, those those are the suggestions that we have. Yeah, and uh, the Blue Jays, unfortunately. I believe you have Bo Bichette, right? Did I lose you, Javi? Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> audio keeps cutting off. So, yeah, now, now I hear you. I wonder what's going on today. Hopefully the uh, the people listening or watching can... Um, can hear it fine. I don't know when you were when you were in the chat. Could you hear it? Like, did it sound okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right now, right now, it sounds cool. Good. All right, good. All right, so uh, Blue Jays shortstop Bo Bichette was added to the 15 day IL last weekend because of patellar tendonitis in his right knee. Uh, Blue Jays are optimistic that Bichette could be cleared to play shortly after he's eligible. To- to be activated, which should be like early next week, I believe. Um, maybe maybe mid next week. Uh, so shortstop replacements. Um, I have three that I actually wanted to ask you about. Did you have any uh, shortstop replacements in mind? Um, I have two. Um, you want to you want to go first, and then I'll give you my take. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Um it's been pretty good. Uh this guy's kind of like all around. He he's always been like pretty like middle of the field type of shortstop, but you, you know, he always like he's like never in the mix about like top tier shortstops or any anybody like like that. So, he plays for Seattle. It's uh JP Crawford. Um he's only rostered in 18%. Um and I think this year, let's see, he's uh, batting 266. Um, over the last week, he's his OPS is over over 900. It's 970. Um, and you know, I JP Crawford has always kind of been like in my in my radars whenever I'm I'm needing a shortstop. Um, I don't know why I haven't picked him up because uh, <laughs> I'm the one that had the shit. I'm the one that has the shit in a uh, in our uh, fantasy league, right? So, um, but he, uh, you know, he's widely available. Um, his, his statistics were pretty solid: uh, four eleven slugging, seven ninety OPS overall this season. Like I said, the last uh, this past week, he's he's you know OPS is over nine hundred, which is good. Um, the other guy that I I was looking at was uh, Ahmed Rosario from the Dodgers. Now, Ahmed Rosario, um, you know, he was uh, touted as his uh, prospect from the Mets, you know, when he came out. He was highly, you know, regarded as a top guy, this, this, and that. Didn't really pan out with the Mets. Um, 
And then he, I believe he played for the Guardians. Am I right? Correct? Correct me um, if I'm wrong. Yes, I believe that's right. I think he played for the Guardians. Yeah. Right, okay. So so I feel like when, when the Dodgers signed uh, Rosario, I was kind of happy about it um, simply because I feel like he's one of those players that he needed a change of scenery. And, you know, he's only played in 11 games, which is not a big sample size. But when he's been on the field, it's the little things that he's done um, that kind of stick out to me. Um, he is, uh, let me see, he's eligible as, he, he's owned 62%. So he's a little up there. You know, but it is below 70. Um, he uh, He's eligible at second, shortstop, and outfield. So, um, so far, he, what, he's got, uh, let me see, nine hits, nine RBIs. He's batting 257, which is not great. But I think as he uh, cements himself in the Dodgers lineups, whenever they do put him in the lineup, I think he's going to be a great addition especially down um, during this playoff push, you know, that we're trying to separate ourselves from everybody else. Um, and um, yeah, man, uh, those are the two guys that I, that I can kind of looking at. Yeah. It looks like Ahmed Rosario is playing basically every day. Um, a lot of people thought it was going to be kind of a platoon, you know, ha having him come over, um, kind of pairing him with like a Max Muncie, you know, um, playing like up the middle, second base or, um, possibly even third. Um, so yeah, I get it. The The only thing that I'll say about JP Crawford, unfortunately he is on the IL right now with the concussion. The, the news actually just came out today, uh, this morning. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, I concussion. think it was, I think it was day to day when I, when I checked. Yeah. It was day to day earlier when I saw it in the morning also. Uh, so yeah. uh, it, it's only a concussion IL. So he should only be out for seven days, retroactive to yesterday, the 10th. So he should be able to be reinstated by uh, next Thursday, I believe. Um, so yeah, yeah. Bashet actually might be back in lineups by then. So hopefully you won't need to worry about that uh, by then. Um, I do have a couple short stops that I wanted to talk about. Uh, so Orlando Arcia from Atlanta, uh, is currently 64% rostered. He's batting 390 with two home runs in the last two weeks. He's 300 on the season with 12 home runs. This man plays every day and is getting the job done and kind of has been all season showing, showing with that 300 batting average. 64% um, is too low for Arcia, in my opinion. I feel like he should be up closer to like a 70%. Uh, that takes care of basically all standard 12-team leagues. A couple things do worry me about Arcia, uh, which is why I said his roster rate should be at 70 and, and not you know too much higher than that. His expected batting average is at a 264, and he hits in the bottom of the Braves order. Um, you know, his strikeout rate is under 20%. That's great. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of walks, though, to kind of like pair with his low strikeout rate. He puts the ball in play a lot, which, you know, it, it's, it, it could hurt you. It, it, could, um, it could help you, you know, put the ball in play, you get little bloop singles, you know, soft hit ground balls that end up, you know, turning into a hit uh, if, if the speed is there or, you know, it, it, it put, putting the ball in play is always better than not putting the ball in play, a.k.a. a strikeout. Um, so Orlando Arcia, 
I, I feel like you know he's um he's a decent option, not just while Bichette is hurt, but possibly even the rest of the season. Uh, he's eligible at second base, shortstop, and outfield. So if there's any of those positions that you guys need, um, I, I prefer him more of like a middle infield spot, you know, or or in, in leagues that have five outfielders or even as a utility player. Uh, but that would be my first shortstop replacement for Bo Bichette. My second, uh, Luis Rengifo from the Angels. It has second Angels. Mm. base, third base, shortstop, and outfield eligibility. 37% rostered. Last two weeks, he's hitting 314 with two home runs. Uh, uh, for the season, for the whole season, he's, he's you know, at least something to be de- uh, desired. He's a 239 back. Batting average of 325 on base percentage, which is almost 100 points higher than his batting average. So, plate discipline is pretty good uh, with 11 home runs. He hits at the top of the Angels lineup, you know, but the downfall with him is that the Angels are just not very good offensively. Yeah. Um, he bats in front of Otani, so that's going to help a lot. You know, he's going to be able to score a decent amount of runs, and his strikeout rate is under 20%. Uh, walk rate is great. So, that's, a, that's another one that, that is. Um, Widely available. Again, only 37% rostered. And my third one, uh, this guy kind of burst onto the scene. He's, he's looking really great. And unfortunately, I didn't jump on it. I looked at him before uh, when he you know started his little hot streak. Uh, got called up in May. That would be Michael Garcia from the Kansas City Royals. He had a shortstop and third base eligibility. Again, 38% rostered. He's hitting 321 with 10 runs and four stolen bases in the last two weeks. Doesn't really have a lot of pop in his bat but um for the season uh since his call up in may he's batting 281 with 38 runs scored four home runs and 18 stolen bases so but he lacks some power he does have some speed uh hits at the top of the royals line expected batting average is at a 274 that's great you know it doesn't look like he's getting too much luck he's just a, a good hitter uh so his current numbers look pretty sustainable uh hits the ball hard k rate is at it's pretty good, 20.7%. Uh, Based on ball rate is pretty low. Um, he does put the ball in play a lot. Has a 343 habit. So um, he's, it looks like he's getting you know a little bit lucky uh, with some of his hits. You know, his expected at 274 and his, his actual at 281. But, uh, um, you know, I feel like he's a decent option also. So, so uh, Orlando Arcia, Luis Rangifo. And Michael Garcia, out of those three, I, I think I would like to have Arcia, uh, Arcia the most, just yeah. because, um, you know, he hits in, in the best lineup, you know, out yeah. of these three. And I feel like if he just keeps hitting, they're just going to they're gonna have to move him up in the order. He's not going to be batting seven, eight, and nine for very long. Yeah, I agree. That That's, that's a good point. All right. And our last injury. Uh, oh, no, sorry. We have. A couple more, actually. So Cleveland, first base slash outfielder, uh, Josh Naylor was placed on the IL last Friday with an oblique strain. Guardians expect Naylor to be out three to six weeks. Now, this this is a major hit. Unfortunately, I had Josh Naylor in a couple of my leagues. And you know, it's the, the good thing is there's a lot of outfielders out there. The problem is which of, which of the outfielders are you actually looking at to replace uh, Josh Naylor? Um, I have... A couple in mind. Any any uh, players that you uh, looked at, Javi? Yeah. Um, one guy um, kind of stood out to me. Um, I don't know if 
I mean, uh, he's rostered uh, 67% in Yahoo. So he's up there. So he might be available or he might not be. Um, I think I know Joey, Man- Joey Manessis. Joey Manessis. From the Nationals. Yeah, man. Uh, this guy has been raking. Um, I think I actually picked him up when we drafted. And then I just kind of, you know, he, he was up and down at the, at the beginning of the season. Um, but, man, like, uh, I was looking at his stats, 286. I'm sorry. Uh, in the last seven games, he's batting 286, three home runs, five RBIs. Uh, for the season, he's got 11 home runs, 63 RBIs, slugging 418, OPS 744. Been so consistent, man. I mean, I don't know why he's not why he's not rostered in more um, on more teams. Um, he does play on a crappy team, but it, it doesn't really matter at this point. You know, you're just trying to you're just trying to show out. You know, you're just trying to put your stats up and and stuff like that. So um, he was he was really the only one that kind of stood out to me um, as far as uh, first baseman outfielders go. Uh, he does bat DH at times. So um, as long as he's in the lineup, right? But yeah, yeah, as long yeah. So um, he's he's kind of the one that kind of popped up to me. Like, I, I'm actually thinking about picking him up, you know. But not if I get there first. <laughs> grab my phone yeah. real quick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, if he's available, dude, I would I would scoop him up, like with the quickness. Yeah, and it looks like a lot of other people agree with you too, uh, because you, you mentioned that 67 percent roster, so he is not widely available. He is still pretty available in a lot of leagues, but, you know, anything that's um, deeper than 12 teams and maybe, like, with five outfielder spots, it's going to be hard to find Joey Manessis on the waiver wire. So uh, it, you said that's the only one you had? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I actually had him on my list also. Uh, there's a couple names that I have a little bit ahead of him. Uh, the first guy I want to talk about is Nolan Jones from Colorado. Plays first base and outfield. He's 28% rostered hitting 300 with two home runs and a stolen base in the last two weeks 267 with 11 home runs and seven stolen bases since his call up in may um you know one of the things that we all always look for and why nolan arenado and and um and trevor story were so valuable a few years ago is that they played in course nolan jones plays in course half of his games he has an above average hard hit rate uh 92.91 Point two average exit velocity, you know, in course that is so valuable. You know, the, the launch angle is good. He strikes out a lot, which is a, a, an issue in, in points leagues, but he makes up for, for it with uh, a pretty decent base on ball rate to go with it. You know, so uh, Nolan Jones is at the top of my list. I, I feel like, you know, out of all these players that I'm going to mention, uh, he would be the one that I want to roster the most, especially if it's just going to be for a short time. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about is another red sensation, uh, Christian Encarnacion Strand. And I have him in one of my leagues. I almost traded for him in uh, the points league, but then I didn't because his strikeout rate was a little bit elevated at the moment. He's actually brought it down. His strikeout rate is down to 26.6%. It was above 30 the last time I checked. Uh, so he's hitting 289 with two home runs in the last two weeks, a 270 batting average with three home runs since his July call-up. Fits in the mid to bottom of the half of the Reds lineup, but he has some big boy power, man. 
Uh, average exit velocity is at 91 miles per hour. Launch angle is great for hitting bombs. Expected batting average is at a 284, so it's right in line with his actual stats. Uh, the K rate at a 26.6. So um, I really like Christian Encarnacion Strand. And if he was available, I'd probably be picking him up as well. Um, it, the, the hard part is, you know, our points league that we have, it's a 10-team league. So there's a lot of players like yeah. this that just kind of have to stay in free agency because, you know, everyone just has stacked lineups. Um, the third guy I was going to talk about was Joey Manessis, which you already covered. And, and then the last one, um, who only has outfield eligibility, is James Outman uh, from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Mm. So he is yeah. 62% rostered. He is on fire right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, not too much power in the last you know, couple of weeks since, since his uh, uh, hot streak, but you know the power will come. Yeah, uh, Hitting 301 with one home run and three stolen bases in the last last two weeks 255 with 13 home runs and 14 stolen bases on the season his expected batting average you know it's it's a little bit low unfortunately it's about a 240 um but he has hey, that's what you would expect home runs. i can see that yeah um he does strike out a lot and um he, he puts the ball on play a lot of times it's on the ground or a lot of times it's pop up so but i feel like that's just you know the, the rookie, you know, shaking off yeah, like those uh, working through the kinks uh, and all that stuff. The, the jitters, yeah, exactly. And I mm. feel like eventually he's going to be considered a pretty. Valuable I, I, I like Outman. I like Outman a lot. Yeah, his his defense keeps him in the games. You know, they're never going to take him out of the lineup. Uh, he is yeah. a replacement for Cody Bellinger that recently left the Dodgers. No. So, um, still has that Gold Glove caliber type of player playing center field. You know, and and um. He he hits the ball pretty hard, you know. I just I don't I don't know why he doesn't have more home runs. Maybe in the last couple weeks, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. Average exit velocity for him is eighty eight point one. Uh, I think he can hit the ball a little bit harder than that. Maybe he's just trying to work on his contact for the moment. Thirty one point seven percent K rate and eleven point seven walk rate. So not too bad. Um, another outfielder that just got hurt was Bryce Harper. He exited Thursday's game with back-to-back spasms and will likely not play through the weekend. Uh, it is still to be determined if he will hit the IL. So, in addition to Josh Naylor, um, the other outfielders that we gave you, Josh Outman, Joel Manessis, um, and Nolan Damn. Jones. You know, That's those are pretty decent replacements for, for either one of those. It's not bad, man. What was that? You were cutting out. Are you there? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm there. I'm here. <laughs> All right. Uh, Trevor Story made his 2023 20, <laughs> debut this past Tuesday. In his first three games, Trevor Story has one hit in 11 at bats, seven strikeouts, and one walk. So it looks like he has some rust that he needs to shake off. But, you know, in, in the Boston lineup, there's no one else mm-hmm. that's like chomping at the bit to try to take his place. That the shortstop spot. Right. So I think he's pretty locked in and at the shortstop spot in Boston. Um, I think he just he hasn't played in a really long time. Had Tommy Johnson, three, yeah. you know, Got and he stayed in the minors for a long time. Also, even when he was like ready to make his rehab assignments, like usually, like when you come back from an injury, it's like three or four rehab games and then you're back. But Sharper Story was in the, the minors rehabbing for almost three weeks. Yeah, you know, he actually yeah. went all the way to the uh, to the. 
maximum that they actually let um, players stay in the minors, you know, for rehab games. So that was uh, um, a little a little worrisome right there. But I don't know. Maybe he just felt he needed to take some more some more hacks. I agree. Yeah, I, I think they just got to let him work through uh, through all the kinks and stuff. But uh, um, I don't know how long that's going to take. You know, being out uh, out as long as he has, so um, you know that whole thing with Bryce Harper kind of sucks. You know, um, especially the way the Phillies are playing. Uh, you don't you don't want that to happen to your team right now. So I see Tony in the chat. He's saying that uh, it's hard to hear, and the maybe the internet isn't working so good. So we did have some difficulties before. I thought that I had fixed it, but maybe I didn't. I don't like know. right now, um, you right now you sound good. Let's see. I'm gonna turn up my microphone volume a little bit. Uh, I put it up to 150 instead of 100. So if Tony, if if you uh, there we go. If yeah. you're listening, let me know, man. Let me know if it sounds better. Oh, it's, it's it says you're clear now. All right. Well, yeah. we just wasted only you know 32 minutes of of our <laughs> of our show with a bad microphone, but you know whatever. We'll make it work, right? Got it, homie. All right. Got Thanks, it. Tony, for the for the heads up. We appreciate that. Um, all right. So the n- next thing I want to talk about, that's basically all the injuries that I wanted to talk about. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is our, our boy, you know, where's he at? Let me find this picture real quick. Uh, there we go. Trey Turner, Trey Turner drafted number one overall in most fantasy leagues this season in 2022, he batted 308. With an 851 OPS, 18 home runs, 64 runs scored, and 22 stolen bases through August 10th, which which was yesterday. Now, through you know year to date, basically, um, that was 2022 stats up to August 10th. 2023, this year through 810, uh, his batting average is about 60 points lower. His OPS is about 200 points lower. He has six less home runs. Same runs and same stolen bases, uh, at, you know, at this point last year. But in the last seven days, he's batting 370, has an 11.34 OPS with two home runs, four runs, and one stolen base. Now, extremely small sample size. It's only the last yeah. seven days, but you know, this is the type of guy that he's he's like a career like 312 hitter. You know, he always has good production with you know home runs and stolen bases. Usually he'll end the season with about 20 to 25 home runs and closer to like um, 30 to 40 stolen bases. There was even one year when he said that he was going to try to hit 60 stolen bases and he actually got injured that year. So it wasn't uh, able to happen for him that year. But, you know, he's going to have a long time in Philadelphia to try to make that happen. And I know Philadelphia is one of those teams that does like to run. So if if he can really find his stride and maintain, you know, the, the type of batting average that he's had in the past, he'll get bumped up to the top of the order. You know, he's batting seven, eight, or nine right now for the Phillies because he's been so bad. Uh, mm-hmm. But if he can get that batting average up, you know, let, let's get it up to like 270 before the season ends. And then he'll probably be seeing a lot more at bats in the leadoff spot. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, you know, at work, there's a lot of Philly fans and they always ask me like, yo, I thought you guys, you said that this guy was good and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
dude, just give it time. Give it time. New team, new ballpark. You know, I, you know, we can't always make that excuse. I understand that. But sometimes it, it takes um, a player of his caliber to adjust, um, you know, to to his new uh, teammates, uh, you know, uh, the the coach and all this stuff. Um, and I feel like if if the Phillies are really going to make a push to get into the playoffs, they need this guy to turn it on right now. Like this is the time. This is this is a moment for him to show you know, Philly fans, why they, they got him on their team. Um, and you know, it, like you said, small sample size, but, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's something to, to look forward to hopefully, you know, um, you know, right now that, uh, the Phillies are, are in the playoff mix. So, um, so yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm happy for, uh, for Turner. You know, I hope he could turn it around because, you know, even though he plays for the Phillies, you know, he was a Dodger. Um, and we saw what he did for us. So, you know, well, uh, you know, let's see what he can do in, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Let's see if he can keep it going. Yeah, it was really surprising for myself. You know, I, I saw Trey Turner come from from Washington to mm-hmm. play for the Dodgers, you know, be a rental over there. And he stayed for a year and a half, you know, until his contract ran out. And he was great. You know, he was still batting over 300. Um, a lot of stolen bases, a lot of runs scored. Excellent base running. You know, I, I did see a couple of uh, defensive, you know, things that he was working through. He made a few errors playing for the Dodgers, but, you know, he's never been known for his glove. Uh, he's always yeah. been kind of known just for his base running ability and, and his speed and his contact. <clears throat> you haven't really been able to see much contact from him this season up until just recently. But, you know, that, living in, in close to Philadelphia, I hear it from – so many different people that uh what happened to trey turner i bet you guys are glad you didn't get him you know in the off season sign him to a long year deal like we did dude they were saying the same thing about bryce harper when bryce harper got uh signed by the phillies and in the beginning the you know the first half of of his first season he wasn't playing like an mvp like he has been in the past you know yeah i i feel like there's a lot of fans out there that they want everything right now. And you know, yes. it, it's yes. just not in the cards like that, man. Nah, like you, man. You have an adjustment period. Unfortunately yes. for Trey Turner, his adjustment period took a lot longer than a lot of other players, you know, but I, I was just telling people like, dude, just relax. You know, they'll, he'll come around. Yeah. He, he's a career yeah, that, hitter, you know, that that's, that hasn't so people, changed. People, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you. I, I just, it's funny that you say that, like people expect for whatever career they had at whatever team that, that all of that is going to carry over to the next team and it's got to keep going. It's like, nah, dude, like he's making a total life change here. It, it's not, it's not just, just the baseball. It's just life in general. You know, you're, you're, you're moving from literally all the way, you know, in the West coast down to the East coast. You know, that that can take a toll on a player, believe it or not. You know, so I dude, as soon as you started talking about that, I'm like, oh, my God, everybody at work tells me the same thing. Like, dude, yeah. what happened to this guy? You know, he's supposed to be. Yeah. He's good. You know, I'm like, dude, just wait. He'll show up. Yeah. The, the thing with baseball compared to, you know, basketball or football, where baseball is not just about skill. You know, there's there's a lot more 
to it than than just being able to play the sport you know there's there's a mind game about baseball than that there isn't with basketball and football you could be the greatest athlete alive and be amazing at football and basketball but suck at baseball you know these guys that play baseball are amazing athletes but they have that extra special something that a lot of people don't have you know Mm -hmm. they say that being able to hit a fastball is one of the hardest things to do in sports. And I don't think it's one of the hardest things to do in sports. I think it is the hardest thing to do in sports. You ever go to the batting cages? Uh, they don't have a hundred miles an hour, you know, but just step into a batting cage that throws 70 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, that's which, not is, easy. which is nowhere near the velocity that, you know, major league pitchers are throwing at even their curveballs and changeups are still, yeah over 80 miles an hour. So if you can hit a 70 mile an hour fastball out of a machine, you know, you should feel pretty good about yourself because it's not, (laughs) but you know, these guys are hitting a fastball coming over a hundred miles an hour at them. You know, some of these coordination, bro. Yes. I hand coordination. And you also have to have it in the back of your head that one of these balls could hit you and in your career in an instant. So you yep. have to be ready for anything. Your reflexes have to be on point all the yep. time. I know? agree. So, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's not it's not easy, man. I I did that shit maybe a couple of times, and I did not hit one ball, man, which is kind of sad. But it's hard. You know, it's really hard. It, it's it's very it's very difficult, man. Like for you to know what's coming or to try to figure out what's coming, and the speed that it's coming at. It, it's not that shit's hard man like you think about it it's like it's like a fucking science to it it's it's ridiculous man but but yeah man i i 100 agree with with everything you just said right now dude it, it's not easy man all right so uh big news that we got to talk about now is you know t- talking about the phillies the phillies made a splash at the trade deadline and mike lorenzen first time in his career gets a no-hitter. This is this is the second no-hitter of the season. The first one was a perfect game thrown by uh, Domingo German from the Yankees. But, dude, Lorenzen, he was amazing, you know? Uh, four walks? That's that's a little high, you know, to, to have, to have a, a no-hitter? Like, that's, that's crazy. Um, but... You know, you, you can't take it away from him. You know, he he earned his spot in history. Uh, traded from Detroit to Philly on August 1st. You know, his, his uh, second start in a Phillies uniform, his first home start. And he yeah. wows the crowd, man. Uh, ERA sitting at a 358. His whip is at 110. Um, I, I mean, he, he looked pretty good. Um, yeah. Career low ground ball rate this season. At forty-one point six percent for his career, he's at a forty-eight point seven percent. So it's about seven points lower, seven percent lower. Uh, career high um, fly ball rate. Uh, so unfortunately for him, you know he's probably going to be giving up some home runs. Detroit's a lot easier to pitch in than Philadelphia is. So uh, beware the home run ball and career high barrel rate. So it, it looks like you know. This one day that Mike Lorenzen was was supposed to throw this no hitter, it actually happened. You know, yeah. uh, 
<laughs> but on honestly, I still see him as a streamer. I don't think he's like yep. a must-add option or or anything like that. You know, he's he's had a, a sub two ERA since July. April and June elevated his ERA by a large margin, posting a 707 in, in uh, three starts in April, uh, 530 in six starts in June. But, you know, he's he's sitting at a pretty decent ERA at 358. You know, the rest of the months, they've they've all lowered that ERA pretty significantly for him. And a 110 whip, that's not bad at all. Um, right. You know, I, do I trust him versus better lineups? I I, I don't think so. You know, this was versus the Nationals, and the Nationals don't really have a great lineup. They actually have a, a bottom five lineup in the league. So, um, you know, but if if I have to if, if I have to give some praise, I'm also gonna you know shed my worries a little bit, so that way yeah. out there isn't just um, you know trying to pick Jumping up on the bandwagon. Yeah, you know, and, and Again, that's D- Domingo German 2.0, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, look how many people added Domingo yes. German after that, and yep. he just he ends up giving up like seven runs in his next outing. You know, yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen to Lorenzen. I think he's a little bit better than Domingo German. I'd yeah. much rather have Domingo German than uh, than Lorenzen. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I'd rather have Lorenzen than Domingo German. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, I, I feel like it's a it's a better lineup. Blood lineup, it's yep. A better team, you know, and and um, unfortunately, the Yankees just aren't doing much this season. Even even with Aaron Judge back, um, they're winning more games now. But are they might actually not even make the playoffs, dude? Which is crazy because sixteen teams make the playoffs this season, and the yeah. Yankees not being one of them. Yeah, that's crazy. With that with that payroll, yeah. <laughs> Yo, um, yeah, dude, uh, it's funny, um, you know, as soon as this dude hit the no-hitter, right, I'm at work, and, you know, a couple of the guys were like, hey, yo, I thought you said, you know, this guy wasn't that good, you know, because when, when they um, when they got him at, at the trade deadline, you know, they asked me, like, what do you think about Lorenzen, like, this guy that we picked up, and I'm like, um, he's all right, you know, I, I would say, like, back of the rotation type of guy, you know, maybe a a solid or maybe you know but i wouldn't say like he's like great you know and and then he does this right and i'm like <laughs> do, I, do i look like a fool do i look like a fool right so when it happened you know they're like oh yo you know like no hitter blah 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 i thought you said he was garbage i'm like i never said he was garbage i just said he to me he's not a one two maybe not even a three guy he's like a back end of the rotation type of guy you know, and yeah, the walks were high, you know, five K's, you know, that's cool against the nationals. Um, I do like him in the Phillies better than I liked him in, you know, with the Tigers, definitely an upgrade, uh, offensively. Um, but like you said, do I trust a solid, you know, top five team? I, I really trust them there uh, prove me wrong right like that's what right. we always say you know prove me wrong um but this is a great start for him i feel like you know him putting out a game like this might set the tone for him for the rest of the season and for this playoff push that the phillies are trying to you know they're, they're making right now so if they can if this guy can get locked in you know because phillies you know their pitching hasn't been that great this season at all you know 
Nola, Wheeler, you know, they've been solid, but not great like they should be. Um, Suarez started off great. He kind of, you know, I don't know how he's been doing lately, but, you know, he kind of faded away and then came back. And then, you know, you got this guy, Lorenzen. So if he can maintain this kind of uh, momentum, you know, um, I, dude, that's that's great. You know, there's a good way to show, you know, Philly fans, you know, this is what you guys got in, you know, in Mike Lorenzen. Um, can he, is he going to keep it? I don't think so. I, I, I don't, I think he is a streamer. Like, like, um, I agree with you on that. Um, put him against weaker lineups. I think he's going to be great. Um, prove me wrong against, you know, bigger and better lineups, especially if you guys, if they do make the playoffs or they're in that playoff push at the end of the season, you know, that's when you really got to show out and, and show that it was worth the team going to get you, you know? So, yeah, the, um, the 358 ERA, I think that's actually pretty close to what he should be at. Um, maybe a right. little bit higher, maybe like 370, 380. I see him as a high three ERA guy with not a lot of strikeouts. And uh, the whip is is pretty low because he doesn't allow a lot of hits as it is, which is very weird. Um, but he does allow a lot of walks. So uh, okay. that, that's what you got to kind of worry about with Mike Lorenzen is the walks. And when he does give up a hit, it's usually in the air. And a lot of times it, you know, going from Detroit, which is one of the best pitchers ballparks to Philadelphia, which is one of the best hitter ballparks. It, I, I think it's just going to hurt him. You know, looking at his uh, previous stats when he was in Cincinnati, spent seven years in Cincinnati as a reliever. And, um, you know, the ERA is kind of all over the place. 540, yeah. 288, 445, 311, 292, 428, all over the place. And then when you when you look at his first season at, as an actual starting pitcher uh, with the Angels, he had 18 starts with a 424 ERA. And, uh, you know, that that's pretty inflated, but um, the... Angel Stadium isn't really known as like a hitter's ballpark or a pitcher's ballpark. It's kind of like one of those like kind of neutral sites, which is why his ERA might be a little bit better than it is this year. Because in Detroit, which is one of the better pitcher's ballparks, he has a 358 ERA. So that 358 yeah. ERA, it could just be a park factor. You know, and now that he moved into Philadelphia, he's only had one start in that ballpark so far. So, um, I, I'd be kind of worried that he might go back to like the the Cincinnati tendencies where he's more yeah. in like the four ERA, uh, four twenty eight, four forty five, like that type of pitcher because of the ballpark. You know, the, those fly ball pitchers they don't really do so good in places like Cincinnati and Coors and Philadelphia, unfortunately. You know, uh, yeah, I I agree, man. Um, you know, like I like I said, pr prove. Prove me, prove me wrong. You know, maybe I don't think it'll happen. This is a good but, thing. You know, maybe you know we always talk about. Yeah, yeah. I, benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. there's but, always hope. There's you always know, hope. we always talk about maybe a player needs to be on a different team, but this guy he's kind of bounced around a little bit, so that that kind of that excuse doesn't really go, <laughs> I guess. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it, it's dope for baseball, right? Um. You know, no hitter. Two no hitters in the know, same season. After a, yeah, yeah, which is cool, man. So, um, I mean, like, like you said earlier, uh, don't take anything away from what he did. It was great. Um, but I want to see this against 
an Atlanta Braves team, a Houston Astros mm-hmm. team. That's what I want to see. You know, yeah. um, I, I want you, I want you to show me this. You know, like he's been um pretty consistent as far as like innings pitch. He's gone like six, seven. He'll go pretty deep into into games. Um, so that that's kind of a good thing. Um, but like I said, uh, show show me against a top tier level, top five MLB team, and I'll I'll shut up. I'll zip it up. Done deal. <laughs> so he's actually been looking pretty good in his last few starts. Uh, his last bad start was actually in Colorado. Um, pitched five innings, allowed seven hits, five earned runs. No home runs, though. So that must have yeah. been a lot of doubles and, uh, you know, just moving moving runners over. Um, you know, other than he's, that, in the last couple of allowed- He's only yeah. allowed like five runs in like the last five games that he's pitched, which is pretty good, man. Yeah, and that, I think, and that includes the you know a couple starts with Detroit. Um, but but even then, that that's pretty solid. Um, you know, he he went pretty deep into those games too. I think he went maybe like, I think six innings, seven innings. Um, yeah, six innings against Seattle. Yeah. Uh, six point two against Seattle. Seven against Kansas City. Uh, five against the Angels. Eight against the Marlins and nine yep. against the Nationals. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at that. I was like, all right, man. I mean, if it's 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 pretty cool, man. Like you know, pitchers don't go deep into games like that anymore. So you know, if you can have this guy do that, you know, do that and pitch, maybe not like this, but you know, pitch pretty consistently like this, then uh, maybe they maybe they they found that one other pitcher that can make a difference in that rotation, you know? All right. Um, it is time to, to go over the two-star pitchers for next week. Javi, who you got? Uh, all right. So I looked at the two starts and, um, it sucks. This oof. Week. Yeah. Next it's, week it's, it's so bad. It's, it's pretty bad, man. But, um, uh, you know, one dude that, that, you've been like talking about i think for like the past two um two shows uh kyle Hendricks. he's pitching against the white Sox and the royals good matchups so that is yo pick that up i think i just picked them up in our league (laughs) (laughs) i was like yo i'm doing my research and i'm like oh dude the white Sox and the royals man i'll take this stuff like earlier in the week so that way like when i'm researching these players i'm like ooh, i wonder if he's yeah yeah yo and then the cubs have been pretty dude they've been they've been a little hot right now so so, i mean being at home both games you know, Hendricks is super solid right now, bro. Like, I, yeah, would, that, I would totally hop on that, you know? One of the best things about Kyle Hendricks is he goes deep into games because he's a ground ball pitcher. You know, he mm-hmm. puts a lot of of, um, of bad balls on the ground, which is great for his pitch count and allows him to go deeper into games. Um, on the flip side, he doesn't get a lot of strikeouts. So those right. high strikeout numbers that, you know, those pitchers are going to get you 25 to 30 points in a start, it's just not going to happen for Kyle Hendricks. He's going to have, you know, maybe four strikeouts compared to another pitcher that will have like eight or nine. Um, yeah. But 
since he goes deeper into games, you're going to get those extra points or, you know, the, the better ratios, the better whip and ERA for categories leagues. So, um, yeah, you got another one. Nah, bro. That, I mean, that's, there were some other ones, man, but I don't know, man. Uh, I think there was this dude from the, the tigers, uh, Olsen, who's been pretty solid. Um, I don't remember who he pitches against, but I know it's like one crappy team and one good team. I just don't remember which ones they are. But the one that, so, that stood out to me was like we've been talking. You've been talking about Hendricks, you know, for the past couple of weeks. So yeah, I saw. I thought he I was going to get dealt. I, like, I thought he was going to get dealt before the headline, uh, before the deadline. But since yeah. the Cubs are really like in contention to win the division, they were like, "Nah, we gonna keep him." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the first starting pitcher that I want to talk about has pretty decent matchups too. Now, the San Diego Padres have been doing really bad, and they have not been winning a lot of games. They, they, they're kind of on a slide. So I, I would actually start a lot of different starting pitchers against San Diego right now, even just streamers. Uh, the first one that I want to talk about is currently 53% roster, which is very crazy to me because he is a highly touted prospect in the Orioles organization, and that's Grayson Rodriguez. Mm. Uh, so in July and August, um, you know, th they were great for, for Grayson Rodriguez, mid threes ERA in 28 innings. Uh, he's allowed three runs or less in his last four starts versus Houston, versus Toronto, versus the Yankees, and versus Tampa Bay. All tough matchups. Uh, walks seem to be a small issue. You know, he's handed out free passes at least twice in 13 of his 15 starts. So if, if he can get a little bit more control, um, you know, that I, I just feel like he could be very legit. You know, um, it, it looks like the, the strikeouts are there. Um, let's see. His K rate is 24.7%. Elite is, is like a 30%. So he's right there. Um, the ERA is terrible, which is why he's probably not, you know, rostered in more leagues. It's at a 584, and his expected ERA is 507. But when you're looking at the, just the last two months in, in July and August, he's been making some major strides. And he's a rookie, man. You got to expect like some bumps along the journey. So, um, yeah, they uh, they had to send him down. Um, yeah. Like for a couple a couple games, um, which is expected, you know. Not yeah. every every starting pitcher that you know is a is a top prospect comes out just like guns blazing, you know. But I think good I matchups. Think, I think he I think he's got it, man. I I think he he just you know I I've been pretty high on this guy, and I, I'm not gonna give up on him just yet. Um, I, I I think he has it. I think he just has a couple of things that he needs to work through. But as you know. Once he came back from him being sent down to you know to the minors, and he came back, he's been he's been pretty decent. He's been decent, man. So I, I like I like um, I like those matchups, man. They're yeah, give me some. Yeah, he's he's only twenty three years old. You know yeah. he has a lot of room to grow. And at San Diego and at Oakland, great matchups um, for a pitcher that has been very consistent in his last like seven starts. So I really like Grayson Rodriguez as my first pick. Uh, my second pick that I would like to recommend is, you know, like I said, there's not really a lot you know available for next week's two star pitchers, but I feel like I'm just going to go matchup heavy in this one, and I'm going to say Miles Michaelis. Uh, versus mm -hmm. Oakland and versus the New York Mets. Both teams are struggling offensively a, a lot. 
Um, ERAs at 420, expected ERAs at 487, you know, but like I said, I'm just going strictly matchup based on this one just so I could give two. I, I'd much rather have Grayson Rodriguez over Miles Michaelis, but both of them are, are um, you know, owned in, in very little amount of leagues. So I'm currently looking up Miles Michaelis right now, and he is 47% rostered. So you got 53% for um, Gunner, I mean, sorry, Grayson Rodriguez and what did I say? 47% for miles Michaelis. So both of them are widely available. Um, good matchups. You know, if, if you have pitchers that are streamers that you can drop for any one of these three that we just mentioned, Kyle Hendricks, miles Michaelis and Grayson Rodriguez, you know, all three are viable options. Hopefully you pick the right one and, uh, he gets you a lot of points next week. Um, so real quick that, that that's basically the end of our show, but I did want to go over, uh, two players that are going to be making their return from the IL, hopefully very soon. Um, two names that I would definitely suggest stashing and put them on your IL right now. Uh, Walker Bueller is the first one. You know, he's already started um, rehabbing and he, he's faced live batters and he is considered a top 15 pitcher when he's healthy, maybe even top 10. Um, the next one that I want to talk about is John Means. John Means has had some crazy injuries uh, in the past couple years. He had Tommy John surgery. Uh, he had a, a six-week setback with the back strain. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like having that time off, it, it's been 16 months since uh, John Means had that Tommy John surgery. That's so he crazy. should be healed. Very nicely. Uh, he has a That's great fastball and, and changeup combo. It's complemented by a 77-mile-an-hour curveball. He's a mid-threes ERA type of guy. And actually, you know, he hasn't pitched in the new uh, Camden Yards yet since they moved the wall. So mm -hmm. now that he actually has like an extra 20 feet or so um, that he didn't used to have, him being a, um, I believe he's a lefty. Left-handed pitcher pitching to right-handed bats, you know, he's he's actually going to benefit from that, you know, because the home runs aren't going to be able to go over that wall anymore. Baltimore right. was known as like a hitter's ballpark, especially in left field, and now it's the complete opposite. It's actually the hardest ballpark to hit a home run uh, for a righty batter. So yeah, uh, John Means, he, hopefully he's on your radar. You know, he's 30 years old, hasn't pitched in about a year and a half. Um, so he should be. Didn't he very, have a? Didn't he have a like a no hitter before he got injured? Or I think he did. Yeah, right? it, was, it was the year where we had like eight no hitters. Oh, yep, yep. I think, yeah, I think it was twenty twenty one. He was one of them. Yep, and he was like everybody wanted a piece of means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he, uh, he yeah, was even man, on, he he on the trade block. Uh, I believe it was like right before he got hurt. Actually, yeah. last year before he got hurt. I, I hope he comes back and 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 continues from where he left off, man. I mean, I, I know think it's so, not man. Happen, I think you know the the momentum that the Orioles are carrying with them. I think it's going to resonate with him. He's a veteran, you know. He's been around, and he's going to feel that energy, and he's going to come back, and he's gonna he's gonna pitch like he's actually like pitching for something, you know. Back when he was with the Orioles two years ago, they were known as one of the bottom teams you know they were not good they were not good offensively they were not good um you know pitching wise and now 
they're actually the favorites to win the division. They're um, they're one of the favorites to make it to the playoffs and possibly even go to the World Series. You know, they're, 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 they're it's either going to be between the Orioles or the Astros. Orange against those, Orange. Those, um, their their prospects that are coming up and what they have in the minors, it's insane. The Orioles have the best farm system right now. It, it reminds me of the um, of the of the Rays a couple years ago when mm-hmm. they had a bunch of dudes in there and they're just chomping at the bit to get into the majors. And you know, some of these guys they started off kind of slow, you know, but I think you know, like the Reds, right? You know, they uh, they're bringing up all these prospects. If you can keep that core of guys together and just build, you know, oh man. That's going to be sweet, dude. Yeah. I really like the the Reds and the future, and I really like the Orioles and their future, too. Yes, yes. Two, two teams that were considered, like, bottom in their divisions, bottom in the league just a couple years ago. And now it, it's, like, the exact opposite of, like, the Royals back in, like, 2015. Amazing yeah. team, you know, won the World yeah. Series against the guard of uh, back then, the Indians. They – they were down one to three in the World Series and ended up winning three in a row and uh, ended yep. up winning the whole thing, you know. And um, now it's like the Royals are nothing. <laughs> Baltimore, <laughs> you know, Baltimore fans have 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 a lot. Baltimore have, Baltimore fans have a lot to look forward to, man. They're they're yes, they're gonna have a solid definitely. team, man. Baltimore and Cincinnati, both of them have uh, a lot to look forward to in the coming Word. years. Word. All right. Well, that concludes our show. Uh, thank you everyone for watching and uh, listening. If you're listening on Spotify and please just take a moment to like this video and hit that subscribe or follow button. And uh, we will be back next week. Thank you guys very much. I was Will Power for real talk fantasy baseball. And this was Javi the commish. Thank you guys. See you next week.